So there I was sitting at my little farm in a planet far, far away. I had conquered the Avengers known as podcasting. Um, the I was defeated. Well, I guess not really defeated. If you saw the movie, you know what I'm talking about. I was defeated by what was known as the Wesley family Christmas special. It had blown apart half of my body. I wasn't ready to go forward. And here I am when this dude comes out of nowhere with a giant axe in this analogy I'm using is Game of Thrones season eight, whatever the hell we're on. I don't even really care anymore. We'll get to that later. And it just cut my head off. What the hell? So really, today has been a really busy day in case you haven't really noticed. This is probably going to be going live directly tomorrow because this is such a ragtag production. Really not throwing that much uh, effort into it. Well, I'm throwing a lot of effort into it. You know, you know what I mean when I say that. So a lot of things went down today. So we got Game of Thrones, which is in a peak, which I wouldn't call it a peak because this is quite possibly my least favorite season, which I'll get into. We'll get there eventually. Uh, Endgame came out. I got some mixed reactions on that because I've had some time. I've seen it twice now. Um, kind of thought about it for a little while. I'm going on another podcast at the end of this week, I'm pretty sure, to do a, like a full term discussion of what's going on with it. So we're going to see how that goes. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out. So we can get to that at the very end. I'm not going to do too much about that because uh, just it's really just a trailer. So I don't really want to overblow it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be that guy that tries to get too much from the trailer, but it was kind of a showing trailer. So we'll get to it. I'll get let's see. We I'm going to get to it eventually. So whatever. I kind of miss this podcasting thing. You know, I miss I miss sitting down and just kind of talking to a microphone as if I have all these friends around me and I'm kind of just rambling on for time to time. I miss it. It it is really something that like you can kind of just sit down and do whatever you want. And like, you know, that's kind of what I need in my family. It's really just therapeutic. You know, I don't really know where I'm going with it anyway. But anyway, so obviously, if you haven't told, I haven't done this in a while. Kind of excited to be back and all. Uh, I got my coffee and my water. Like I said, I got this ragtag production. So let me just start from the beginning. So caught up on Game of Thrones. I don't know if you've been following for a while. If you're a 129 long-term fan. Caught up on Game of Thrones so I could watch this season because this is supposed to be the biggest of the big. It is a year in production. We're going to travel to Ireland for like, what is it, six or seven months just to shoot this thing. Okay, cool, whatever. And we're not going to talk about it at all in 2018, I'm pretty sure. But somehow won all these Emmys. And I don't know why it won all these Emmys because season seven wasn't that great. It just kind of shows you how horrible TV has been lately, how horrible Netflix has been lately. But anyway, I got to continue the war on later on. And so here we are, season eight. The first episode was meh. Okay, what's good to be back in Game of Thrones? They, they're setting up a lot of stuff. Here we go. We're, we're getting back into it. Okay, episode two. They're getting ready for the big war. Uh-huh. Okay, so episode two, not really all that interesting either, but episode three is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited for episode three. This is the war upon wars. They've been building up to this for eight seasons. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, we're going to catch up. Oh. That's all you had in? Really? Eight seasons of build-up and you did this in a night? Not to mention, what did you shoot it on? You shot it on a freaking Polaroid. Like, this thing was spitting out film from a Kodak machine and we couldn't even see what was going on. But you know what? I understand why you do that because it's like there's a lot of VFX that goes in place. Sure, you're shooting it in the heat of night where you can't see a damn thing like a Michael Bay film. But you know, I, I, that's an artistic decision. Maybe they maybe they wanted to do that on purpose. Whatever. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. I'm not going to be so hard on you about that. But you're just going to wipe out a whole army in a night? Really? See, I don't know how I feel about that one. 
because this was supposed to be the biggest of the bad. Like, you didn't wipe out Thanos in one movie, for God's sakes. At least they gave him two movies to figure it out. You know? This is supposed to be the hardest, the great war. This is supposed to be, we have the greatest army the world has ever seen. There's so much build up to this. Jon Snow has died and come back to life for the sole purpose to protect whatever shit country this is. They want to save everything. They're going to protect the living. This is about the living and the dead. They killed a couple side characters, and that's really it. Okay, really? Is that what we're going to do here? Oh, and by the way, I'm going to spoil the hell out of this show. So honestly, I'll, I'll throw some time codes in there if you really want to go back and listen to just Avengers, if you just want to listen to Spider-Man, or if you just want to hear my voice. So anyway, so Game of Thrones, episode three. What the hell were you thinking? Whose idea was it to get six episodes to wrap up an entire show whose idea was this like here's here's my hypothesis for this entire game of thrones situation i really think it's going to come out here in a couple years that hbo was running low on money they couldn't keep giving them the what is it 15 million dollar budget per episode or what the hell ever amount of money game of thrones gets per episode to produce the episode by the way not talking about how much money hbo brings in just from people watching this show about people who get that seven day free trial 14 day free trial just to watch game of thrones and end up just letting it run for god knows who long. pretty sure that's what happened to me by the way so shut i don't know how i have hbo now but what are we doing here it's not like you're running out of story to tell with six episodes left. It's not like we hit episode three and it's like, all right, what are they going to talk about next? Like, we still got a lot going on. And we'll get an episode for here in a minute, but I'm, I'm a little peeved. Because, like I said earlier, this might be my least favorite season of Game of Thrones possible. Just because there's a couple factors that goes into this. So one, time just doesn't matter anymore which I don't know how you're supposed to take that well. Like, we're at a point where you can travel across the entire country in, like, 15 seconds. Like, I have never been the guy who wants to call everything out for being, like, for being, like, you know, accurate, and that doesn't make any sense. But, but like, I get it. Like, that guy kind of sucks. But the issue I do have is when a show or a movie or a series sets a set of rules for that world and then it just decides to break its own rules and go about doing whatever the hell it wants that's when i have issues is when you break your own rules to benefit some story that you want to tell or you have some story beat that you want to hit and at the end of the day it doesn't make much sense because it didn't operate within the rules you set aside to begin with so like say game of thrones so where were we at the end of season seven? So at the end of Game of Thrones season seven, what's going on is, oh my God, the Night King's coming. They break the wall down. Oh my God, we're getting ready. This We're getting this war together. We're going to go to war with these guys. We're going to finally destroy the Night King. We're going to fight them. It's going to kill everybody. We're probably not going to make it, but we're going to try anyway because we're the living and they're the dead. But... Let's just wrap it up as soon as possible so we can get on to the stuff that everybody wants to see. Cersei? Huh? What is going on in the writer's room at HBO? I mean, 
seriously, whose idea? Like, I, I'm going to keep coming back to this because it really does boggle my mind. You have, let's say, conservatively, 10 characters that people really, really care about. And you could, you could really go down the list and be so subjective because obviously everybody has characters that mean something different to them. But first of all, my favorite character is the redhead from the north, okay? The freaking Torment. He's the, he's the best character I think Game of Thrones has had in a long time. He had a Thor Ragnarok rewrite, okay? He's suddenly the funniest dude on the planet. And it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't really make sense. It's like when you try and argue the side of Thor Ragnarok, how it's like, oh, he always had it in him, but really, did he? I mean, come on. Anyway, so getting back to my point. So you have all of these characters that you could start slowly and methodically wrapping up these arcs that you've built over eight seasons? Well, seven seasons, but you know what I mean. Eight seasons? And you want to wrap it up in, what is it, six hours? Huh? Like, for crying out loud, the religious cult had seven episodes dedicated to it. Like, what are we doing here? The Great War, the war that's supposed to last forever, or whatever the hell, the war that's supposed to really define man and really set aside the power that's going forward in this country that we're set to leave here soon lasts an hour and 12 minutes wow and you kill the little girl who i'm convinced is like the producer's daughter because the way they talked about her and that like behind this show thing really did it did a number on my judgment i'm like she is somebody's daughter she's got so many favors. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a cool character. Like, I like that. Like, I like she's a little girl with spunk. She's telling everybody what to do. And it's like, you're not winning an Oscar for that award, for that role anytime soon. And whatever, it's an Emmy or a Grammy. I don't even, I don't even care. I'm so done with the rewards lately. I might get to that later. I'm so pissed. But, so she gets the riding through the sunset and don't even get me started on the little girl that kills the giant, okay? The whole, literally, with the three-episode buildup to this great war, or two-episode buildup, whatever you want to call it, I'm thinking, man, they got a giant and a dragon? I don't know if I can do this. Okay, this doesn't really make much sense, but okay, I guess they're going to figure it out. I mean, Jon Snow is a great warrior, and like they got dragons, and there's so many people, and they got the... They got the Dothraki that they just pulled out of their ass in one season. They got the Unsullied, which they kind of just smoked in the first 20 minutes. And of course, I guess we have some some Unsullied left. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, It's just poor writing. And that's the thing that really, really ruins this whole season for me. Is because we're trying to come to these conclusions where I think what happened in the writer's room with Game of Thrones is they wrote down where they want this season to go. And they really have no clue how to get there. You know what I mean? It's like they want a certain person to be sitting on the Iron Throne. And honestly, it's kind of a coin toss up to this point. If Danny or John or whoever gets on the throne, like you kind of have to think about it by who's not getting the most amount of screen time, because that's the type of show this is. It's just like, oh, here out of nowhere. I mean, they even talked about it in the post show interview for episode three. It's like. Arya killed the Night King. It's like, well, she wasn't on screen. And hopefully you forgot about it. Yeah, I know. We we forgot about it. That's why I was so excited when I saw it. 
But now it's like the shock's going to kind of be gone because that's who I'm thinking is going to win the Iron Throne. But you know what? It's fine. We're just going to reuse, reuse storytelling tricks. Here we go. Anyway, it's just like, I, don't, I really don't know if, I, if I'm as invested in this show wrapping up as I ever was watching the show, meaning that I'm so much less invested in this show now after watching four of supposedly what's supposed to be the greatest season of television ever. I mean, yeah, you could say it's a victim of hype, but like, let's be real here. If you're as hyped up as this, you have an expectation to perform. It's not like you don't have the resources to perform. Like this is the biggest show of all time. You're pulling from what's estimated to be a billion viewers. Like odds are you have, you have an idea of how you're supposed to, you know, hit this hype level that everybody keeps throwing around. Now, obviously you're not going to make everybody happy. Okay. Obviously some of us not naming names, but I wasn't that happy with Endgame. That's okay. It's, a, it's not going to be for everybody. That's okay. But Honestly, I kind of got off track. This whole Game of Thrones thing is really pissing me off. So, like, some of the things that really pissed me off. Um, obviously, they wiped out the Great Army in, in a fortnight. So, that was cool. I don't even know if that's exactly what it means, but whatever. So, they travel across the entire country within 15 seconds. So, that this is the biggest thing that really pissed me off in episode four. So, they're, they're getting on the boats so they can go down to the castle so they can get ready to prepare to take King's Landing. Because, you know, they have to go as fast as possible. You can't let your troops just, like, rest up because I know you just fought in the Great War that is so important. And somehow you have half alive, even though at the very end of episode three, it looked like literally nobody was live. And you get attacked. You lose another dragon, which who the hell is in charge of these dragons? You You were... You are rinsing these freaking animals. Like, aren't these supposed to be like the thing that wins you the throne? Like, shouldn't these not be the like the attack plan? Shouldn't these be like the back line? Like, like maybe you send the offensive line first and then you run the running back out the middle. That's a sports reference. Obviously, I've grown a lot since I've last been on a podcast. I'm using sports references. So that's what I'm saying here. It's like, why are we using the dragons as an offensive weapon? Let's just let them, let's let, let's let it slide for a minute. It's like, where are the dragons? Like, let's use them like that. Like, let's let the dragons simmer for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so that's what pisses me off. The rinse and the dragons, like in the ways, which I get you have to do from a storytelling standpoint. The dragons are too powerful. They kind of mitigated it with this whole crossbow that could kill dragons now. Because I guess apparently any crossbow can kill a dragon whatever i saw the hobbit i know there's like a tiny little scale that you have to hit to kill it okay that's how that's that's how it should be it's a freaking dragon is what it is um i don't want to go into individual characters because i might throw a fucking table that's how angry i've gotten at the storytelling i mean you took brianna fucking tarth and made her this really badass knight you made her a knight which like her whole story arc revolved around becoming a knight which was awesome it was a really good moment and then you made her into like a whiny little girl when Jamie leaves, which you kind of forced that relationship to begin with. I know we had, everybody's got to fuck everybody. That's cool. It's Game of Thrones. It's an R-rated show, obviously. But like, why did you have to throw her character in the dumpster? I mean, wasn't she like the strong, powerful woman, independent woman that don't need no man? I don't know. What do I know? I'm just saying I was really disappointed by that. Um, 
I mean, Arya is still cool, but it's like that's really all she has going for her. I like Arya because she's dope. It's really it. I mean, John somehow became the biggest dumbass in Westeros after literally a season. I mean, first of all, he finds out he's banging his aunt, which doesn't take too well. Still makes out with her when he's pissed drunk. That was weird. He's like, all right, well, I guess this is happening now. And then you got the crazy power craze, you know, fire, fire dragon lady coming out of nowhere. Who's going, you should, let's just not tell anybody, okay? Let's just let's just pretend like it doesn't happen. It's like, close your legs, Danny. Oh my god. That one was a little like, oof, what's going on here? Anyway, it's like, I mean, Danny's gonna go crazy. She's gonna try and kill somebody. Somebody's gonna have to kill her. It's probably gonna be John. Maybe it could be Tyrion, whatever. Seriously's gonna die. Willing to bet you money it's Tyrion or not Tyrion I'm sorry it's gonna be Jamie that kills Cersei that's gonna be an emotional moment maybe Cersei then kills Jamie and then they're both dead it's like well you didn't really need to kill both of them but here we are anyway it's like I keep waiting for the twist and that's that may be my overall issue with this show he's well I'll go back to this it, obviously it's the biggest show biggest season biggest hype for a TV event of all time and like I'm waiting for the twist and I think I'm ready to admit it's just not coming anytime soon. Like it's kind of a cookie cutter. Like, all right, well, the good guys are probably going to win. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we build a constitutional Republic. Who knows really at this point, but I don't know. Game of Thrones really not looking to be as good as I thought it was going to. I really was excited for Game of Thrones for a while. I had my girlfriend go back and watch all of Game of Thrones so she could give me her like you know, kind of like her pure insight into uh, what Game of Thrones is and what she watched in like, I want to say three, four weeks, which is pretty impressive. I think I took, I want to say a month and a half to finish Game of Thrones all at the end of the day. That's how long it took me to finish the show. And it's a, it's a good ride. Don't get me wrong. Like it doesn't make me, it doesn't make me love Game of Thrones less, but it is a huge letdown knowing it's probably going to end on a note that I'm not happy with. I think that's how I want to, that's why I want to wrap it up. So whatever. Um, episode four, really big letdown. Uh, you killed another dragon. Um, characters still suck. Uh, I really hope they turn it around. I really do. I'm really disappointed if they just throw all these characters in the dumpster at the end of the show and be like, all right, we're done. Because that's kind of what it's looking like now. Anyway, let's move over to the movie that literally everybody has saw now. Um, so the spoiler embargo is up, which I thought was pretty funny. That they had a spoiler ban. Uh, Avengers Endgame. So that um, obviously is making a shit ton of money, which if you go over to my Twitter, you can tweet hashtag fuck Avatar or no fuck off Avatar. Wouldn't recommend to the younger listeners, all two of you, which I don't even think you exist to begin with. But you could go ahead and tweet that and then Obviously, that it would take uh, Avengers over the edge and finally run off Avatar. It just passed Titanic the other day, which is pretty interesting. Also, it passed The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi was in the top 10. Oh, my God. Literally, they're giving these awards to anybody. But anyway, you can tell I'm really out of practice in this podcasting thing. I mean, honestly, I'm glad to be back and all, but I'm really out of practice. So bear with me. All right. So Endgame was, I don't want to say it was bad. I really don't. I, um, and also, every, all these opinions are subjective, of course. I'm never going to tell you you can't like something, or maybe you're loving Game of Thrones season 8. Maybe love Endgame, or maybe you despise Endgame. It's like, that's fine. Do you? I, I have no problems with that. But 
I remember walking out of Endgame and my first reaction was, oh. And at first I was thinking to myself, well, yeah, it's the end. You're not going to be very happy with it regardless. You want to see these things go on forever, which is the guilty, the guilty part of me. Excuse me. The guilty party in me, like the like the bad conscience wants me to go. Well, yeah, let's, let's let them go forever. I mean, come on. How, how many how many more movies can these guys be in? It's no problem. Just sign them up. Give them the money. I don't care. I'll go see it. It's fine. I'll see it three times. It's got to end at some point. So that's what originally what I thought. So I went back to see it. So I started. I, let me go back. Saw it on Thursday night. I had a really good theater. And I was like, all right, that's pretty fun. Because obviously, as you remember, my Infinity War theater sucked. Uh, nobody told me to settle down this time around. I was pretty happy about that. And so I went back to see it Saturday morning with my parents and my girlfriend. And I thought to myself, I go, okay, let's, let's sit down. Let's actually try and pay attention. Let's pay attention to the story because that's the one thing you didn't really do in Endgame. Because it, like, let's be honest, this was more of an event than it was a movie. The fact that we got 22 movies, 22 movies that led up to this event, obviously. And it's like, it's somehow going to make a story out of us. Like, obviously, Endgame was, I guess, I guess now it's Endgame's the, or Infinity War, I should say. I guess Nank is saying Infinity War is the exception because Infinity War was actually a cohesive story that kind of sort of made sense if you gave it one or two little looks the other way. So, yeah, we got that out of the way. But Endgame really wasn't is the thing. Like, there's a lot of holes everywhere. Okay, so 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 I'm not going to go through the whole movie, but let's kind of do a quick little jump through. So you start off, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to go get Thanos. It's like a couple weeks after the snap. Tony's drifting in space. Obviously, we know he's going to get picked up. I don't know why they tried to drum that up, that he wasn't going to get picked up by somebody. I thought it was going to be Pepper coming to pick him up because she posted that picture on her Instagram of her wearing the purple armor. And I'm thinking to myself, that's how they're going to save him. But no, it was Captain Marvel, which I never went to see Captain Marvel, by the way, which, you know, maybe I'll talk about that someday. I just don't want to see it. Um, So I didn't go see Captain Marvel. Anyway, so Tony's back, blah, 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 five years later, which is cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Before that. So they go. Thanos uses the stones. So they're like, all right, let's go get them. And that's where the Good Morning America scene came from. So they go to Thanos. And truth be told. From the first like get go, like Thanos is a farmer. We know that he's like he's like residing in the country. He's he's living a life of it looks like luxury, luxury, obviously. So that was pretty cool. And then fucking Thor comes in and chops his hand off. And I'm like, okay, finally, we're doing what we should have done a while ago. That's cool. And then he's like, yeah, I destroyed the stones. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I get where we're going with this. We're going to uh, how how do you save the stones if they're if they're destroyed, I guess. But, uh, you know, and then they kill Thanos and it's like, all right, five years later, which, by the way, them killing Thanos might have been my favorite part in that entire movie. Like, let's be real here. Trillions of people dead and you're just going to be like, all right, let's leave them here. Now nah, we're killing them. Love that. It was a very grown up moment of the MCU, which, you know, you don't get very many of those anymore. But um, I guess maybe we might be getting more later on, but I don't know. And so, yeah, five years later, blah, blah, blah. A lot of stuff happened. Oh, my God, guys. Time travel's a thing because Ant-Man gets saved. If you remember Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, they time travel, get all the stones, lose Black Widow on the way, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Thanos from 2014 comes in, attacks everybody, blah, big fight scene. Um, Iron Man takes all the stones, snaps his fingers. Oh my God, everybody would lost his back. Oh no, originally Banner snaps his fingers, brings back everybody. 
And then Thanos comes through the time machine from 2014, attacks Earth, which I I thought was interesting because when you look back in the trailers, you see that big giant battleground, obviously, where you know it's going to go down. And you know that's where the movie wraps up. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be on some planet or something. That's pretty dope. And, and it was Earth. And it was the Avengers facility. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Continue on. And they bring everybody together. And I, I really wasn't expecting that. The fact that they brought together all of the Avengers, like all, like all the movies. I'm like, okay, interesting, interesting. And then you did it. And this is why, this is when I got, maybe you could say too critical of the movie. But you had to kill the godfather of the MCU? Like, what are we doing here? Like, uh, what? Huh? Now, don't get me wrong. I get why you killed Tony Stark, okay? It's because Iron Man couldn't go on the whole time. But, like, he kind of sacrificed his character. But let me get to that in a minute. So Iron Man can't go on forever and be the godfather of the MCU when they have young and up, up and coming uh, boy over here by the name of man known as the spider. And you think that guy's going to be taking the keys here someday soon within, it looks like now it's going to be this year. He's taking the keys. So how do they get rid of Tony Stark? Do you make him retire in the countryside? No. Do you give him the family to finally settle down so that you can close the character arc? He's finally ready to put up, He's re- ready to put up the Iron Man armor. He's finally ready to settle down and be a father and a husband and close that character arc. He's not going to be Iron Man anymore. No. Where are you going to go? We're just going to kill him. Oh. Okay. What? Why Why did you have to kill him? Well, it's because it's like emotional grounding for a Spider-Man. We didn't have Uncle Ben. It's like, uh, did you? Did anybody not like Peter Parker? Did anybody not like Spider-Man? I mean, what are we doing? Why? I just don't. Like, did Spider-Man need more motivation? I mean, like, don't get me wrong. So this kind of bleeds into the Far From Home trailer. If you haven't seen it, yeah, go see it. It's really good. It was actually a really good trailer. So it's going to kind of make me eat my foot, eat my words here. But it was, it was a good trailer. And the whole story of like far from home is that he just wants to kind of be a kid. He wants to, he wants to talk to women also known as MJ, who we don't know is, is, is MJ or probably is MJ, the MJ. I don't know. We're, we're kind of going on our own here, which I love. I don't hate that. I don't know what's coming at all times. That's pretty cool. See out of practice. There we go. And here we go. We're going to finally I totally lost where I'm going. And Spider-Man is going to l- take over the mates. No, Spider-Man wants to be a kid. Okay, that's, I guess that's cool. But why do we got to have a whole movie to this? Well, it's going to set up everything. It's like, why? Well, it's because there's a huge radioactive explosion and it opened up the multiverse. It's like, well, huh? So here's where, and I, I'm kind of jumping to Spider-Man now. Here's where I'm a little curious is because we're gonna set up the next you would assume 10 years of marvel movies with one singular spider-man movie like i don't think that's how it's gonna work but until we know otherwise i'm gonna pretend like it is like let's pretend like it's worst case scenario like you're 10 years okay so you're opening up the multiverse that's cool we just heading into the spider-verse i guess but you know do you 
Uh, it's also going to open up for X-Men and stuff because, you know, radiation, you know, and obviously when radiation comes, powers comes because that's just what happens. Um, so that's cool. Maybe there was a team that was in space doing research and when the snap went off the first or second time and then you got a four man group who has superpowers and one woman for three men and one woman also knows the Fantastic Four. That'd be cool, I guess. But like, why you got to set that up in a Spider-Man movie? You know, where are we going with this? And that might be my number one thing. Why I might be upset with it with Endgame is because obviously we don't know where we're going from here. Like we have no idea, which obviously is the point of the whole movie. We don't know where we're going from here because it's a brand new fate or not phase. I'm sorry. It's a brand new saga. So we're done with the Infinity War saga which is cool if if you want to be like basically like iron man was you know the godfather of the infinity war saga it's i wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility to assume spider-man is the new godfather of the whatever the hell saga but we're gonna set up 10 years in one movie i mean iron man didn't set up 10 years in one movie no they had one little tie-in and then that sprung board into another movie it's like oh okay let's go let's go see that movie and sprung board into another movie. It's like, okay, 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 we'll go see this. We'll go see the Thor movie, which not everybody saw that Thor movie. I didn't see that Thor movie. Not till like five or six years later, which is cool. And she's like, all right, let's go. Let's go see Captain America. Let's go see Captain America. And that was the beauty of it. That was the beauty is because there was a continuing story arc between all of the movies that slowly but gradually got bigger and bigger and bigger until we got to this giant event that was Endgame. Well, I guess Infinity War and then Infinity War opened up to Endgame, which I don't if we're, we're going to do this again, let's make it a trilogy. I don't want another four movie arc. Just not a fan. That's that's there's just like a lot of time you got to fill up. And it's like, I don't want to do all that. So anyway, that's just a personal preference. If we're going to do another three movie arc. Let's do the new Avengers one, two and three, wherever the hell you go with it. Anyway, so don't set up the entire universe in one movie, I guess is what I'm just trying to say. And like, yeah, I'm being picky, but like, again, like. MCU fan number 101 here kind of a big like kind of important that you don't like totally throw it down the trash shoot now that you're coming out with a ton of new stuff so like let's let's look at the roster I know this is a popular thing people like to do let's look at the roster of who's left so you got rid of got rid of Iron Man which is okay I'm not gonna pretend like I'm happy about it we got rid of Captain America, which like not the way I'd have gotten rid of him. I'd have killed him like everybody said you should have. It would have been a noble way to go out, but I guess he gets a happy ending. I don't know why RDJ doesn't get a happy ending, but whatever. Uh, Hulk is just like, I guess we're done with him. I mean, he, he's got one arm, basically. Cool. Whatever. Uh, Hawkeye's got a family, so you could assume he's retired. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Who cares? It's Hawkeye. Nobody ever cared about Hawkeye. So suddenly we started caring about Hawkeye because he started killing people. Hawkeye was comedic relief for a long time and he was like grounding the team. I'm like, that's cool. That's fine. That's what he does. And now we want to make him a superhero. It's like, fuck. Why are we doing this? All right. So you got Hawkeye out of the way. ScarJo, which I, I didn't hate what they did with ScarJo in this movie. So she had a complete character arc where she sacrificed herself to save the person who had saved her, which is cool. I like that character. That's really interesting how she got a family out of this whole thing and she sacrificed herself to save her family. I like that. That's cool. Except for RDJ, but you know, that's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. So ScarJo's done. You got Thor, who's 
all right, let me t- let me talk about Thor for a second. If you mean to tell me you bring back James Gunn and you want to put Thor in the Guardians of the Galaxy, are you kidding me? Let's go. When's Guardians three? Give me four, five, and six right now. Yeah, screw all these other heroes. Let's let the Guardians lead the MCU from now on as Guardians of the Galaxy. What's going on? Hell yeah. I mean, seriously, though, like that might have been the smartest thing to have possibly happened to Endgame. And don't get me wrong. I get everybody's upset that we don't have super badass Thor Ragnarok or Thor Infinity or Infinity War Thor. I get it. That's fine. But at least they're not killing them. Like, that's kind of where I come in at this point. It's like, at least we're not killing them. Like, we're going to get some more of Chris Hemsworth. That's awesome. I love Chris Hemsworth. Obviously, you you all know this. Love Thor Ragnarok. I feel like he was wasted in Thor 1 and 2. Yo, I'm a couple more movies. Throw him in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's see what he can do. I think he fits that ensemble perfectly. So perfectly, in fact, that the fact that they brought back James Gunn, this is my most anticipated MCU movie, Guardians Volume 3. I think the Guardians could be leading the MCU here in the next 10 years. In all honesty, you got Chris Pratt, who's young and healthy. You got Dave Bautista, who, let's face it, hasn't got any other really good work lately, so he's probably just going to stick with the Guardians. Uh, You brought back Gamora in a weird but interesting way. Cool. Again, not a huge fan of all the time travel in this movie, but you know, we'll look past it. You got Nebula, who finally has a character. That's cool. Obviously, Bradley Cooper is a dreamboat, so and he's a raccoon, but it's not the same thing. And then you got, I think that's all of them. No, and you got Mantis in there, too. That's just fine. And then Groot, we're going to, obviously, Groot's going to always be good. I love that. And then you throw Thor in there? Hell yeah! That's awesome! Yeah, they might kill a Guardian here or there, but like, let's be real. At least they didn't kill RDJ. Oh, wait, they did. Anyway, so Guardians of the Galaxy, really excited for, hopefully, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Spider-Man, just don't bite off more than you can chew and make it a non-Spider-Man movie. That might be the number one thing I think I could say going forward. Don't put pounds upon pounds upon pounds upon pounds upon pounds upon pounds upon pounds of weight on this kid when he really could be something special. We didn't have a Spider-Man in the last saga, like up to the very end because of your shitty deal, but it's fine. We're, we're not throwing fingers around. You needed money. It's okay. I mean, you're getting held up at the, you know, at gunpoint just to give up. Spider-Man. Of course, that's fine. I understand, but you got him back, which is huge, huge. He's going to be the godfather of this new saga. Cause this is where we're going to be calling here. Apparently we're star Wars. Now it's a saga, which I, I think I'm going to talk about star Wars. I said, I wasn't going to talk about star Wars. I'm going to, now, are you really going to tell this kid? It's like, all right, you need to be better than RDJ. Otherwise, we wasted all our money. What are you doing? You're going to mess this kid up. You're taking possibly one of the most favorited. I don't know favorited. Probably not the right adjective. Probably one of the best characters in the past 50 years. And saying, all right, follow him, kid. That's what you're doing. And what do you got behind you? You got the name Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Everybody I know loves Spider-Man. Most people, I should say. I know a couple people who don't love Spider-Man, but let's be real. Chill out. And it's like, do you really think you're going to weigh this kid down to the point where 
he doesn't succeed when he has this bright future. Like, that's what I was thinking about on the car ride home is like everybody's going like, oh, my God, they're going to set up the Fantastic Four. They're going to set up the X-Men. They're going to set up the next villain. They're going to set up the multiverse. They're going to set up the Spider-Verse in this next movie. What? No. What did we like the most about Spider-Man Homecoming? What we really liked about Spider-Man Homecoming was that it was a Peter Parker and a Spider-Man story about your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's what we liked about it. That's what I liked about it, at least. I love seeing a kid struggle about what he needs to do to impress his mentor and what he needs to do to be a student and how he doesn't want to be a student anymore because he has this great job, but he can't tell anybody. And he's still dealing with girls and he's still got this friend who's kind of fucking hilarious. Let's be real here. But now we're going to make him into the freaking the messiah of this entire saga. What? Shouldn't have killed off Iron Man. Shouldn't have killed off Captain America. Shouldn't uh, kill off Captain America. But let's be real. He pretty much killed off Captain America. So where do we go from here? Do we kind of have a character eat its own where you don't handle Spider-Man the right way? Yeah, you could. Do you have the Asgardians of the Galaxy? It's not really the Asgardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm bullshitting. I don't, it's not called the Asgardians of the Galaxy, but... If it is called Asgardians of the Galaxy, I'm going to be sharing this clip every single day until the movie comes out, though. Um, Asgardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Come on. That's that's a name right there. Shit. I guess it I guess the uh, what's the word? The marketing might be a little messed up, but let's be real. Does Marvel care about marketing anymore? I don't think so. You released a far from home trailer before Endgame. Let's be real. Do you care at this point anymore? Probably not. You're about to be the highest grossing film worldwide of all time here in like a week and a half. I think it's on projected to pass Avatar. Could possibly hit three billion, by the way, which is a massive milestone, which you thought Star Wars Episode Nine could hit three billion if, you know, all three movies were good, but didn't get that. Anyway, so... Where do we go from here? What do I think is coming next for the MCU? And that's kind of where I just go. You could really go wherever you want. And like, because of that, I'm excited that Endgame did that. I'm excited that Endgame didn't pinch off any storylines or they didn't say what they're going to do next. They didn't go, all right, here's where we're going with this or eh, that's coming soon. They just left a lot of open ends, which some could say, ah, that kind of sucks. But it's like, well, no, because they closed the character arcs of most characters, and I'm fine with that. And they set off the ones who are going to continue onwards. I, I can live with that because I know that these movies are coming out soon. So anyway, Endgame, was I disappointed? No, I wasn't disappointed. I think I got a little worked up because I was still talking about Game of Thrones, but I, I loved Endgame. I really did. I mean, it's not a very cohesive movie. I don't think I'd sit down to watch Endgame anytime soon. I mean, maybe if it's on, I might watch it for a little bit, but let's be real. It's a three hour slugfest. I mean, it's funny. Really? It, w- it was actually genuinely very funny. Like the scene between Paul Rudd and Incredible Hulk while they're at the diner might have been one of the funniest scenes of the year. Like, don't get me wrong. I was cackling for f- literally a- way too long. Everybody looked at me a little weird. But yeah, 
I thought Thor was funny in this movie. I mean, yeah, he's not badass Thor, like I said earlier, but you know what? Whatever. At least he's not dead. <sighs> Man, I don't know where this saga or universe. I don't know where this universe is going. I think that's awesome. I really do think that's awesome that we don't know where this universe is going. So I guess I can close it on that. I liked Endgame. Um, obviously, it could never live up to the hype that it that it sh- not nah, should have been. It could never live up to the hype that it built up. That's what I think is what my final words on Endgame will be. It could never live up to the hype that you know it could have built up. Also, come on, fucking lifting Thor's hammer. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. Anyway, so yeah, I loved all the fan service. Anyway, so Spider-Man Far From Home. I guess I can't talk on that. Let me talk about Star Wars for not long, which I'm kind of huge on Star Wars right now, and here's why. So I'm big on Star Wars right now because. So you got the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which for all you non-Disney fans, which, you know, you peasants. Um, yeah, you're not a peasant. I'm just saying. I, I, Disney World's great. You should go sometime. Um, so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is coming out in August 29th, 29th, 30th, and 31st is the first weekend it's open in Disney World. It's going to be opening in July in Disneyland. But let's be real, it's not as good in Disneyland as it is in Disney World because Disney World is far superior. And so I'm kind of on a Star Wars high right now. But not a good Star Wars high because I'm on, I'm on I'm a hot I'm on a Star Wars high of what has been not but not what has been recently. So like I'm I'm really big on the old movies right now for some reason. I just kind of like I turned one on the other day. I was like, oh, I forgot how good these were. Which you you, you genuinely do forget if you, all you remember of Star Wars is like sequels and the new ones or Solo or eh, Rogue One was good. Uh, you know, or like any of those, you genuinely forget how good Star Wars is and why you like Star Wars so much. But. And this is where it all came to a kicker is when I was scrolling through the Twitter feed when I was at a race. Yes, I was at a race for work because I work at the racetrack and they dropped the new Star Wars trailer and I watched it. Um, so the name of the new Star Wars movie is Star Wars, um, the fate of Skywalker. Is that correct? I'm, I'm literally going to Google that right now. Star Wars nine, Star Wars nine, uh, the rise of Star, Star Skywalker. Sorry. God forbid. I have no idea what the hell is going on in this franchise lately. Um, what? The rise of Sky. Huh? What the hell are you doing? I don't see this going anywhere good. And I say that as a battered, beaten down Star Wars fan, just because the last two movies were good. I know I say Star Wars hasn't been good lately, but I really like Star Wars 7. I really did. Like, I really had a good time walking out of that movie theater because it was just it, it was a good Star Wars movie. Was it the best? No. Was it better than the originals? No. But it was a good Star Wars movie for what we've seen lately. Yes. And then Rogue One came out. Rogue One was good. Yeah. But yeah, the last two ones suck. So obviously I'm getting a little emotional because the last two sucked so badly. But I mean, it's like I said before, it's like, where do you go from here with Star Wars? And that's really what it comes down to. Where do you go from here? What do you do next with Star Wars? No matter what they do in this movie, it's like, I don't think I'm going to care. That's the issue. 
you got rid of all these great characters. You get basically got rid of all these great characters that we were excited to see again. Honestly, that's one of the reasons we were so excited to see Star Wars is back is because you're bringing back the characters. Awesome. And then it's like you start killing them one by one. It's like, oh, OK, all right, I guess we're doing this. But it's like, hey, we got new characters, right? Not really. Because Ray started out really cool. And then they kind of murdered her character in episode eight, which, again, one of the reasons why I wasn't very happy with it. I'm like, OK, Ray's not as cool as she used to be. So hey, at least we still got Poe. Poe's still funny. No, they murdered his comedy in the Star Wars episode. It's like, oh, OK, well, at least John Boyega is still tolerable. No, he's really not. He's really not, actually. And all the other new characters really, really bad. Which I know you're not allowed to say about Star Wars. That's, again, one of the one of the few things I really do hate about Star Wars fans is you're not allowed to is these Star Wars fans. We're talking a select segment because obviously Star Wars is so huge. You can't hate on the new movies for some reason. It's like they're just movies. Just go see them and enjoy them. It's like no, no, you're supposed to critique them if you don't like them. That's like the whole point of the movie. Whatever. Got kind of going off a rampage there. But it's like these new characters suck. Um, I guess Kyle, they're rebuilding Kylo's helmet, which if he's in the helmet, the whole movie, it's like, okay, that's cool. I like where we're going with this, but that's really it. I mean, what could they possibly do? I think the only thing that can make me really interested in this new Star Wars movie is if they did what I thought they should have done in the last Star Wars movie where they make Ray and they make Kylo flip, meaning so Kylo's on the good side and Ray's on the bad side and they have to fight and one of them has to kill the other one. That's what I think would have been really interesting because it would have been something new for Star Wars. Um, you would have got totally dynamic characters. That would have been cool. It's like you don't know how to feel about them. And it's like, but you also got to root for one. It's changing how you feel about the good side and the dark side. So that's cool. But at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to do that. But let's be real. But hey, J.J. Abrams has got the helm, so... At least I know we're not going to try to get some, you know, visual masterpiece like they tried to do with the last movie with no storyline whatsoever. At least they're going to try and make a tolerable storyline from this next movie. But it just doesn't look good. Like, I really wish I had good things to say about this movie, but I just don't. I really don't. I mean, it's a dumb name, too. It's like, what are we doing here? So raise the Skywalker. OK, that's it. You know what the funniest thing could have possibly could possibly be though about this next movie is if for this new movie the the Skywalker they're referring to so the rise of Skywalker if w- when they say the rise of Skywalker is if the one girl was a a Rose if is if Rose is the Skywalker then I'll go see the movie cuz I think that would be freaking hilarious and to see how people just absolutely lose their mind and eat Star Wars on zone anyway um i'm trying to think if i got anything else i don't know i don't really think so i don't know i'd like to get back to this podcasting thing i actually do kind of enjoy it and uh probably bring some people in i know uh su madre uh joanne wesley loves game of thrones so she might have something to say after she listens to this so maybe we'll get her on we'll talk about it um anyway so at 129 entertainment on everything unless you're on twitter at 129 entertain and also if you want to find the websites online it's 129ent.com look at how i just do that i haven't listened to any of these old podcasts lately. i just did that off the back of my head that's pretty impressive i don't know pat myself on the back for that anyway like i said we'll probably get back to this maybe maybe we'll get back into it maybe we don't i don't know probably will so anyway possibly see you next week bye